Something that you do is um, somatic psychotherapy, and you mentioned somatics too. And um, I've been just started going to therapy um, this year. Lindsay's been going for a while, but I'm learning, you know, what somatic therapy is and what somatics is. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, so somatic psychotherapy is it's really mind body. So let me say it this way. Um, you know, I think it's easier just to tell you a story. For a long time, I thought I was just fucked up because I would have body pain or I would shake. Um, but basically my body knew something was up long before my head did because I'm a person who just walks around through the world looking like I got my shit together. Um, you know, I kind of like, you know, I just, I can function. I'm a high functioner, but this was not good. And I'm pointing to my body right now for all of you out there who can't see me. Um, so I came to somatic psychology, the back way, just because I wanted to figure out what was going on. So really a central question to my work is what is your body saying that you cannot, Mm. right? So our body is just, um, Bessel van der Kolk, the body keeps the score. Like our body just knows the deal and we need to learn to ask it the right questions, listen to it, respect it. Um, there's so much here around eating disorders, body image, chronic pain, addiction, like it's just, it's our body asking for something that we're not able to hear. For people who don't feel a connection to their body, what would you recommend? Yeah. So do things to get you more into your body. And this is so personal. I'll throw some things out, but this is, um, it's exercise, but just saying exercise, like for some people hiking outdoors is going to be the thing on the other end of the spectrum. I have so many female clients right now taking pole dancing classes or twerking classes. Like that's what they need burlesque classes, which I know you guys know all about. You've offered workshops on that. Um, for others, you can get into your body by playing an instrument right? Mm-hmm. Think of anything that doesn't have you in front of a book or in front of a screen, um, something that you can, you can feel in your body. You know what I mean when you say, when you when I say like in the zone, like what gives you, like just what makes you feel empowered? And a lot of people are like, oh, I'm so uncoordinated. There's something that you can do that you feel coordinated in, and it might be playing the piano, mm. right? But it's still like, there's still a somatic piece to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And therapy, I can always, it's always like when I'm giving an answer, if I'm in my head or I'm in my body, mm-hmm. I can always now feel, you know, kind of where I'm at emotionally with things. And so I didn't understand somatic at first and it's taken me a while, but now that I've had the experience of it, I know what it is. And I think it's super powerful um, for people that want to, you know, potentially go to couples therapy for, to talk about sex. Like, how would you say they approach the conversation with one another? And then, yeah, let's talk, let's start there. Okay. So relationships are a dynamic, right? They're never a one-way street. It's always interesting when couples come to me and it's very much like this person has the problem. Sure. One person can be driving it, but nothing happens in a, in a container of that size in a relationship. So it's never a one-sided deal. Um, if you're not happy in the relationship, I can almost guarantee you your partner isn't happy either, unless they are just so closed down, so emotionally cut off or they're in an addiction or there's something like really profound happening. It's almost never a surprise to the other person when the the one partner says, Hey, I've been thinking about going to therapy. They're usually met with, yeah, we've got some problems. They might be met with, but I think we can solve it ourselves. Um, 
So it's hard. Like for, for some people, men in general, they're like, man, I really, I was resistant to this. I didn't want to talk about sex in front of anyone else. I didn't want to talk about any of our problems in front of anyone else. Um, so it takes a strong partner to remind them, listen, this is all completely confidential. This is what this person does for a living. Let's go for five sessions and see what happens. Like that's, that's how I feel like a reluctant partner usually, you know, will get in the door. And then it's usually like the floodgates open and I can't get the reluctant partner to stop talking. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, it feels yes. so good. I Like for someone yeah. who hasn't talked about their feelings, but, and then to be in a safe container in a safe space to like yeah. let loose. Holy mm-hmm. moly. Yeah. And um, just that the confidentiality, which is literally like I, that is like, that's, that's the top tier. That's the thing I'm sworn to most is safety and confidentiality. So it, it can't go anywhere. Um, and for some couples, if it's, if it's really um, high on conflict, I'll say, let's not talk about this until next week. So like, they're not having that conflict out there anymore because it's being held in this container and they don't have to worry about it until next week. Oh yeah. I'd love to talk about that. Like just heightened emotion in the moment. And mm-hmm. so if you're not with a therapist and you're having, you know, a conversation with a partner, is it like what's best when you are in a heightened emotive state? Is it best to take time? Like how would you how would you direct people to navigate that? I feel like especially during this time with COVID, I feel like my ups and downs are like more frequent and more severe. What would you recommend? Yeah. So I'm having two thoughts right now. The first is know if you're a slow fat, if you're sorry, know if you're a slow processor or a fast processor. Um, By that, I mean, when you're in conflict, so I'm a slow processor. My husband is a fast boy. When we are in conflict, he's just throwing barbs, throwing barbs, throwing barbs. He's so good with his words. He can just like cut me and I get stuck so slow processor does not mean not intelligent because I think I'm a fairly intelligent person. I can't find my fucking words to save my life. I just almost Same. breathe. So I'm the person that has to walk away or I'll just like, I'll get super upset. I'll start crying and I don't want to feel like, then I don't want to make, like he's allowed to have his feelings. And when I cry, then he feels like he has to shut down a little bit. Like he's allowed to have his feelings. So I, I need to, to manipulate uh, them into to stopping. Right. Right. <laughs> That's my, my usual tactic. <laughs> right. Do you see me crying? Yeah. This should be done. <laughs> I need to walk away. I'm the person that needs to walk away. And to be honest, it's better for him if we take some time out mm-hmm. um, even though he's gotten everything off his chest, but then we come back to the plate in usually half an hour to an hour, this is different for every couple. Some couples are like, I'm so anxious to be away from you for 10 minutes when we're in conflict because this feels perilous to me and, and the anxiety of abandonment is too much for you to hold. Um, so they'll need to take like 15 minutes and come back to the table where other couples are like, I do not want to see you for four hours. Let's talk about this tomorrow. I don't love to talk about it tomorrow, but it does work for some couples. Um, so I wanted to mention that. And then the other idea that I love is that anger is fear's gatekeeper. So are you angry or are you afraid? And if you're afraid, that's a really, that's a much more vulnerable position to come into the conflict with than I'm super pissed off at you. What are you afraid of? Vulnerable emotions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm, 
I'm with you, Dr. Holly. I need time. <laughs> but I always feel pressure to say something in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, I need to really ask for what I need mm-hmm. and just be like, I need time. We can talk about this okay. in like an hour. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm definitely not there yet, but. It's Is your partner you okay with that. taking time? For sure. But he, he, like your husband, is so good with his words and in the moment, like, and it intimidates me and I just think I feel like insecure about the way I communicate or present myself in the moment. And then I doubt like how I feel and then I doubt was my reaction too much or too little or so, yeah, I love that you said that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.